You might know that Father Jan and I were in the seminary at the same time. He was ordained four years before me. And at the end of my first year, which was the end of his final year when he was preparing for ordination as a priest, I took one of the harder classes I took in the seminary. And um, this teacher was a very benevolent teacher. He was a priest. He gave us these study questions. The older you get, the more you like study questions because they help focus your study on what, what's important. But he said, you know, anything that I taught you this quarter is on the exam. These are just study questions to help you prepare. And so, you know, I wanted to do well. My classmates and I were up late for about two or three nights in a row studying, getting ready for this exam. And not only was it an exam, it's something called an oral exam where you sit down one-on-one -on -one with your teacher and he asks you questions and you can't pass. You know, it's, you gotta, you gotta give an answer to the question he asks you so you can go on to another question. So I'm thinking 30 minutes, this is a hard class. I was praying a lot, you know, praying for inspiration. So my time comes, I walk into the room, I sit down in front of him and he says, Joe, it's good to see you. I'm not sure what I said. I don't, I don't know that I said it's good to see you too. Maybe I did. So he asked me one, he begins by asking a question. He says, you know, we had this homework assignment. You had to write this paper. What did you learn as you wrote that paper? What did you learn as you wrote that paper? Well, that answer took about 15 seconds. And so now I have 29 minutes and 45 seconds to go. And I'm wondering what the next question is going to be. And he says to me, you're finished. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm finished with that question. It only took 15 minutes, 15 seconds to answer it. I said, what's the next question? He said, there isn't any other question. You're finished. And I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, um, I know you studied hard because I saw you in the classroom with your classmates burning the midnight oil last night. I know you're prepared for this. So why should I ask you any more questions? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Oftentimes, when I come to confirmation ceremonies, there's an adult that says, are you going to ask the candidates questions? And the answer is, no, I'm not going to ask, ask any questions. Because Father Jan, whom I've known for almost 30 years now, said you've been well prepared, and I believe you have been. And it's good to know questions to answer about your faith. And answering questions tonight will be very, very important because you can share with folks what you know about your faith. But knowing the answers tonight is one thing. Knowing the answers tomorrow or Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or a year from now or two years from now also is very important. And I won't be here to ask you questions two years from now, but somebody's going to be around to ask you questions two years from now. I, I promise that because that happened to me when I was in high school, when I was in college, in my adult life before I thought about going into the seminary. And questions are good. Questions are good. And if you don't know the answer to a question when someone asks you about it, you're in good company. Pope Francis received a question. He told a story when he was in Philadelphia last year. An eight-year-old boy asked Pope Francis this question. And the answer Pope Francis gave was, he started off by saying, I don't know. This is the Pope. He wasn't asking for the starting lineup of the Cincinnati Reds in 1976 or anything like that. This was the question his young man asked the Pope. What was God doing before God created the world? I don't know. A good answer by the Pope. But then the Pope said this. I don't know what God was doing, but God must have been loving. Because God is love. 
God is love. And we heard today in the second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans what the Son of God did for us. And his crucifix here at St. Margaret of York reminds us of what the Son of God did for us. The Son of God suffered and died on a cross and rose from the dead and opened the gates of heaven for us and then inspired his followers by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost so that they could go out and tell the story and answer questions and make a difference in the world. And that's the same opportunity all of us have here tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, next month, next year, is to live what we believe about Jesus Christ. You know, the church is rich with ritual. The church is rich with signs. On Ash Wednesday, if we have a chance to make it to Mass that day, we get a black cross on our forehead. And if you go to the grocery store and see people walking around with a black cross on their forehead, or you're with a family member or a friend and you see a black cross on their forehead, well, you know what they've done. They've been to church, they've heard those words, turn away from sin and be faithful to the gospel, or remember you are dust and to dust you shall return, and that cross is on our forehead. And for those being confirmed this evening, it's not going to be a black cross, it's going to be a cross made with chrism, which is pretty clear, but it smells awesome because it reminds us that you've been set aside for a purpose by God. But the day after Ash Wednesday, or tomorrow when you get up, that cross on your forehead is gone. The cross on your forehead is gone. But what is it that we can do? What is it that we can say? What message can we deliver that helps us to appreciate who it is we believe in and what it is we stand for? You probably heard that actions speak louder than words. So our sweet Lord invites us to live our lives as faithful Catholics, to make him the most important person in our lives, and to realize how much he loves us. Because we look at a crucifix and we appreciate the great love that Jesus Christ has for us. But you know, when I was standing at the top of the aisle a little bit earlier when we were about ready to process in, I looked up above the crucifix. And those of you who are seated here can see what's above the crucifix. There's that blue stained glass window with that white image of a dove on it. And that white image of a dove reminds us of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And just like that Holy Spirit came down upon the apostles at Pentecost, and they were able to do great things, they were able to live their faith, they were able to share the faith, they were willing to share the faith, they wanted to make a difference, they wanted to use the gifts and talents God had given them to make a difference in the world for all the right reasons. Well, that same Holy Spirit will inspire these young leaders here at St. Margaret of York to make a difference in the world too. Just like for those of us who have been confirmed, even though it might have been many years ago, for me it was way back in October of 1963, that same Holy Spirit inspires us to follow Jesus Christ and to make a difference in the world. And that's why we need a church. That's why we need a parish. Because we need to be continually reminded of the presence of Jesus Christ in our world. It's easy, so easy to be isolated. It's so easy to fall away. It's so easy to be tempted by the devil and to give in to the devil. But we have these sacraments. We have these moments of grace. When I was learning about confirmation way back in 1963, we learned this definition of a sacrament, and some of you may remember this. A sacrament is an outward sign instituted by Christ 
to give grace. Does that sound familiar? I see some knots. I see some knots. An outward sign, a church filled with people is an outward sign. Receiving a cross on your forehead with sacred chrism is an outward sign. Instituted by Christ that Jesus wanted to give us these gifts, these moments, these opportunities, and he did that intentionally. Outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. The grace that fills us with the presence of Christ. The grace that helps us to make the right choice. The grace that helps us to avoid temptation. And we need that grace. We need God's presence. We need God's grace. And we need a church. We need a parish to help us to understand that. A year or so ago, I was at a parish for a confirmation ceremony. One of the adults that was present offered these words on, on confirmation. She said, you know, sac confirmation is like a commencement ceremony. Confirmation is like a commencement ceremony. A commencement ceremony is also referred to as a graduation. But do you know what the word commence means? It does not mean end. It means a beginning. And this is a beginning. Another person I spoke with a few years ago referred to confirmation as the point when you come to the starting line, the starting line for a race that's even longer than a marathon because it's the, it's, the, it's the journey you're on for the rest of your life. So tonight is a beginning. Tonight is an opportunity to realize how much Christ loves you, how Christ loves us. Tonight is the opportunity to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in a wonderful and profound way. And if you don't feel any different when you leave here tonight, those of you being confirmed, I'm in, I'm in the same company as you because the day that I was confirmed when I left St. Anne's Church in Cincinnati, I felt no different than when I had come in. But you know, over 50 years later, it makes a difference. It truly makes a difference to receive this wonderful sacrament. Pope Francis yesterday was giving a homily because he was talking about the presence of the Holy Spirit when the young church, the infant church, came together centuries ago for this event called the Council of Jerusalem, where they had to solve some very important questions. And the Holy Spirit was present and helped them to come up with the right answers to these questions. And part of what Pope Francis said as he finished up his homily yesterday were these words. We need the grace to understand how the church moves forward, to be open to the surprises of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will surprise you. I guarantee that. Probably all of us here have been surprised by the Holy Spirit. And, for, and to, for each person to have the grace of docility to the Spirit, to go along the path that Lord Jesus wants for each one of us and for the entire church. Now, docility is not a word I use every day. It's not a word I use every day, but it means that we are willing to be taught by the Holy Spirit, that we're willing to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, that we're willing to realize that God has a plan for each one of us, and we want to follow that plan so that we can be disciples of Christ. And there's no greater title than to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And for those of you who are here tonight, that's what you are. And thanks for being that. Thanks for responding with a generous yes to God's call in your life. But I want to give a little bit of homework to everybody here. It's easy, and I'm going to do it too. There won't be an oral exam tomorrow for 30 minutes on this. What I'd like to invite you to do is before you go to bed tonight, 
is to just call time out and to spend a few moments thanking God for the opportunity to be here today. Thanking God for these young people who are leading us. Thanking God for their sponsors who are awesome people and great role models for them. Thanking God for their parents and grandparents and family members who have truly tried to raise them in the practice of the faith and have made a difference in their lives. And thank God for the blessings of this evening and for the blessings of this day. Because all of us are loved by Jesus Christ. All of us are influenced by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And all of us are grateful to God for all of our blessings. At this time in the ceremony, there's an opportunity for those being confirmed to renew the promises that were made on the day they were baptized. Please join me as I join them in responding with the words I do to each statement I'm going to read.